special planned, and it will happen in a minute. Okay, here we go. So um, I would like to ask, um, this is Jade, who uh, is right here. She's from Domino's Pizza. Let's give Jade a round of applause. Jade, can you come over here? And uh, we ordered some pizza today. I think we have pepperoni in here, maybe? Okay, so we have a pizza. Now, Jade, we lured you here under a little bit of false pretenses. It's a little bit crazy out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have a lot of deliveries tonight? I don't know. I just got there. You just got there. (laughs) Um, Well, hey, so uh, we're here celebrating Christmas. Christmas is all about God's love and how he came into the world um, to let people know that they're not alone. And so we wanted to do something for you tonight. And so I have, I have $500 here for you that I want to give you as a tip uh, for, for coming out tonight. And so um, I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I don't know if things are going well, um, but we just wanted to say thank you. We wanted to bless you tonight with just give this to you. It's just a way of saying that God loves you, that he hasn't forgotten about you, and he knows you're there. Okay, now I told, I told a friend of mine that I wanted to do this, and so he said, can he help? And so I have a friend who has given me 500 more dollars, and he wants to know if there's somebody that you know that's in need this season, that's struggling. Do you have a friend or a family member that's, that's having a rough Christmas, just a rough go of it right now? You can't think of anybody? Not right now. This is not what you expected tonight? Okay. There's anybody in your family who's having a rough Christmas or a friend of yours? you'd like to bless? I guess my mom. Your mom? Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Can we call your mom? Take your glove off. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Shannon. Shannon, can I hold your phone for you? Maybe that'll help. Awesome. So if you can call her and put her on speaker. If she'll answer. If she'll answer. Okay, let's put this right here. That's okay, we'll leave her message. Biggest message she missed in a long time. Hey Shannon, my name is Scott. You don't know me, but I'm here with your daughter, and she just delivered us a great pizza. And uh, she said that you've had kind of maybe a rough go of it recently. And um, we just gave her a $500 tip for bringing us a pizza tonight, and we wanted to bless you too. So we gave her a chance to pick anybody she wanted, and she picked you. So if you'll call your daughter back, we've got $500 we want to give as a gift to you as well to say Merry Christmas and that God loves you. Have a great night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my card, and um, if you uh, if you'll send me an email, then early next week your mom and I can meet up. Does she live here in Prescott? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Well, we'll set up to get her $500 as well. And so we hope you're safe out there. So drive safe. People are crazy. And we want to say thanks for bringing us a great pizza. And um, we hope you have a great Christmas. Thanks, Jay.
Now, there, there are some Bundy kids right here that I'm sure are hungry, so John, take this pizza. Um, so, uh, it's not organic, I'm sorry. So, we're going we're gonna to sing, uh, Oh, come all you faithful, so would you stand with us? Well, we gave a couple uh, unexpected gifts tonight. Domino's was the only place delivering in town, if you were wondering, so luckily they stayed open for that. Um, you know, and, and we didn't know who Jade was, we don't know if it was going to be a guy or a girl who brought the pizza, but we knew that God wanted to use us to make an impact. And all this month we've been giving an offering called Overwhelmed with Gratitude. And we've been overwhelmed with what God has done in our lives, and we feel called to be generous. And, and that was just one way that our church is being generous in this season you know, this is a season where we celebrate the overwhelming generosity of God. That instead of sending um, an answer, a solution from afar, that he stepped into our world and he gave himself. He gave Jesus. I asked a friend to wrap a present for me this year. And this is a pretty, pretty beautifully wrapped present. This is way better than I did. Um, I wrapped presents today and pulled out a Sharpie and wrote names on the, on the, on the paper. Um, that's what I did. Um, so if I had wrapped it, it would never have looked like this. And as I was thinking about Christmas, I was reminded of my most memorable Christmas present ever. I was seven years old, and all I wanted for Christmas was a Nintendo. The original Nintendo. Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Tecmo Bowl with Bo Jackson. I mean, it was the greatest gaming system ever. Uh, but my, my, my dad was a pastor of a very small church, and we didn't have a whole lot. My parents sat us down, and they said, guys, we're not going to be able to get you a Nintendo this year. And I can remember just being a little bit crushed on the inside. I never realized that we didn't have a whole lot, but that day I said, man, I wish we had a little bit more. When we went to church that night, we had two Christmas Eve services. It was in Las Vegas, so it did not snow. And we got out to the car, and we opened the car. It was our 1988 brown Ford Taurus. And we opened the back seat, and there was a giant present in the back seat. Like, big enough that we had to move it to the trunk. We couldn't sit in the back seat without it. And I looked at my dad, and I could tell that my dad did not put the present there. I looked at my mom. She didn't see, put the present there. And the whole way home, they were giving each other that look that parents give each other. Like, what is going on right now? Someone broke into our car while we were at church and put this big box in our trunk. Well, they wouldn't let us open it that night. I was so bummed. And so, uh, but they did. Jerks. Um, but they were, they, were, they were good parents. I mean, when someone puts a box in your car and you didn't let them in there, you open it before your kids do. And so we got home, went to sleep. The next morning, woke up. That was the present we wanted to open all morning long. And you know what it was? It was a Nintendo. And, and I don't think I've ever yelled that loud in my whole life. Um, I was so excited. And to this day, over 20 years later, we have no idea who gave it to us. We've never been able to figure it out. We have our suspicions. There are some conspiracy theories floating around. But we don't know. And when I think about that Nintendo and the joy that it brought me as a little boy, I think about extravagant gifts. When you think about it, the gift that Jesus gave at Christmas was the most extravagant gift he could have given. He gave himself. He could, have, he could have solved the problem from a distance. He could have fixed the world from afar, but he gave himself. God took on flesh and he came and dwelt among us. There was an angel that announced the arrival of Jesus 
the birth of Jesus, the gift of Jesus to some shepherds. And that story is recorded in Luke chapter 2. The angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Tonight, what I want to do is I just want to draw our attention to three phrases in that announcement and talk about what that means for us tonight. The first phrase that I want to draw your attention to is this phrase, good news. I don't know about you, but there have been times this year when I, I, I got good news. I, I got a text message or a phone call or an email, and, and it was good news. It was something I've been hoping for or longing for or waiting for. I've also gotten bad news. I got home from Thanksgiving and I had a letter in my box from the IRS. That was not good news. Um, And we're still dealing with that. Um, But when we receive good news, it's exciting. It's overwhelming. Sometimes sometimes it blows us away. Um, I I called over the headset to ask for Jade's number before she left and they said that that she hadn't cried, stopped crying yet. So whenever she stops crying, she's going to give us her number um, so we can follow up with her. But when you receive good news, it's overwhelming. And the good news that comes at Christmas is not just that a baby was born. The good news that comes because Jesus was born, it means something for us today. And for some of us, what it means is that we can get off the giant hamster wheel of life. I've got some friends that we talk about this, and and for us, life is often like a hamster wheel where we run and we run and we run and we run and we work and we work and we work and we struggle and we hustle. And for some of us, that's to put food on our table for our families. For some of us, that's to gain the approval of somebody we care about. For some of us, that's to be good enough for God to love us. And when Jesus is born, It's this announcement to all of us that we don't have to keep running on that hamster wheel anymore to earn his love. See, before you even got on the hamster wheel, Jesus came. And he came to give himself, not just as a baby, but ultimately on a cross. He came and gave his life so that we could live a life where we know that we are loved. Not for what we do or don't do, not for the day that we're going to put on tomorrow, not for the perfect family picture we're going to try to take tomorrow and somebody's going to give somebody a wet willy in the ear right in the middle of it, you know, but so that we can know that we are loved and that is part of the good news. The good news, the angel says, it's of great joy. I said earlier this month to to Cornerstone Church that I was listening to a podcast and the guest was asked, if you could buy a billboard outside any building in the world, what would you buy and what would it say? And the man said, I'd buy a billboard outside a shopping center with just the words, it won't make you happy. And the truth is, for many of us, there are expectations on today and tomorrow where we're hoping something, a dinner, a gift, a conversation, a word will make us happy in a way that lasts. But the truth is, so many of the things that we look to for happiness don't last. There's that moment represented in the Christmas story movie where all the paper's been torn up and people are sitting there like the aftermath of a bomb going off, you know? If you've got kids, you know that moment. And everybody looks around and goes, is that it? 
And it's in that moment that we figure out, does the stuff that we put all that effort and energy and debt into, does it make us happy? The angel doesn't say news of great happiness. The angel says news of great joy. Happiness and joy are different things. Happiness is a fleeting thing. Sometimes you feel happy before a meal and not so happy after a meal. Sometimes you feel happy before Christmas and not so happy afterwards. Joy is something tremendously deeper than happiness. And it's something that can't come from a thing. It comes from something greater. And this angel announces that there's good news of great joy because God has come to meet our needs in ways that stuff can't. You know, I love my iPhone. It's great. But I bought it and a new one came out. And I wanted that one. And then a friend of mine came from China and she showed me this, this phone from China. It's got a better camera than even the newest iPhone had. And I said, I want your phone now. And that's what happiness does. We just keep looking for the next thing. The reason why the angel announces that it is good news of great joy is that when we begin a relationship with Jesus, he gives us something that doesn't need an upgrade. It doesn't need an update, and it doesn't need to be replaced down the road when the shine wears off. He comes to meet our deepest needs and bring us great joy. The final phrase in this passage is that, that this great joy is for all people. You know, Christmas is a holiday where a lot of times we, we spend time with people that we'd rather not spend time with, you know? And, uh, and yet, Christmas is a celebration for everyone. It's a celebration for everyone. We called this night a Christmas for everyone because we wanted everyone who saw an ad or saw a billboard or who got a card to know that this was for them too. If you know the Christmas story, there are some people who wouldn't normally feel included. See, the shepherds had a pretty terrible job. I mean, it's one thing to work as a pizza delivery person on Christmas Eve in the middle of a blizzard. That's a, that's a rough job. But the shepherds worked the night shift in the first century, in the dark, out in the cold. They didn't smell very good. No amount of ax was going to cover over that smell. And yet, they were the ones who received an invitation to come and experience the good news. I think there's probably some of you here or some of you who are watching online who feel like that some part of your life leaves you on the outside. Maybe it's something you've done in the past. Maybe it's something you say, I, I feel like I smell, there's something wrong with me, or there's something that leaves me kind of excluded. Maybe there's a part of your life that you feel like has disconnected you from people and even from God. And the Christmas story is an announcement that Christmas is for you too. The Christmas story is also an announcement that for people who are not from here, you know, the, the magi, the wise men who bring these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, they were from the outside. They were from a whole other country. They were immigrants for that time and place. And they were the ones who came seeking Jesus. It doesn't matter where you've been if you're seeking Jesus. He invites you to come if you truly are seeking him. And there's some of you who are here tonight or some of you who are watching online, and this is a year where you've been seeking. You're restless. You're laying up at night going, is this all there is? 
I can relate to that. I had a huge bout with anxiety when I moved here for weeks. Just lay in bed at night. Couldn't sleep. My heart would race in the middle of dinner for no reason. It was the most bizarre experience of my whole life. And it was in that place that I discovered a new sense of God's presence. And that really is my prayer for you tonight. That whether you consider yourself an insider, you're at church all the time, every Sunday, whether you're here and you're waiting for the roof to cave in, whether you're here because somebody told you if you come, you can have free dinner afterwards and you're just here for the food, or you're here to say something nice to a family member and they said, hey, come for Christmas, and you said, okay. Christmas is for you, and it is an announcement that the joy that you've been looking for, the meaning you've been looking for, can be found in a lasting way in Jesus. Jesus said these words, but to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's the good news that we're celebrating tonight, that you can be adopted into God's family not by being good enough, not by showing up on Christmas Eve, not by being generous at the holidays, but by receiving Jesus. See, contrary to popular opinion in America, good people don't go to heaven when they die. Forgiven people do. If good people went to heaven when they die, Jesus would have no reason to come, much less be crucified on a cross. No, Jesus came because we needed not just a baby, we needed a savior who would take the brokenness of our life and make something beautiful with it. And we wanted to make an illustration with Jade tonight. We wanted to bless her, but we wanted a tangible example of an extravagant, unexpected gift. Up until a few days ago, I don't think any of us planned for it to snow on Christmas Eve. I sure didn't. And life shows up like that. And tonight, for some of you, the greatest surprise could be the extravagant gift that God wants you to receive that is his son. And that gift is a gift that you only need to receive once. You don't need a new one every year. And that's why this is good news of great joy. Would you bow your heads with me? On a night like tonight, I know there's a lot of people in this room, some who are watching online, who wouldn't normally be here, or maybe who haven't been here in a a long time, in a setting like this. And yet, I believe that on nights like tonight, God can do incredible work. And so if tonight is a night where your heart has been stirring, where you've been thinking about what it might mean to try something different because the way you've been living has not been working. If tonight is a night where where you have been feeling a stirring for a long time, a restlessness, it's possible that that could be the work of God. We don't know if it was snowy on that night that Jesus was born, but we knew that no one saw it coming. And some angels 
took news to some shepherds, and later some wise men arrived because they realized that something unforgettable and unexpected had happened. And so if you're here tonight and you've been moved by the love of Jesus that you've sung about, that you've listened to, that you've seen on a screen, and you're at a place in your life where you're ready to accept and experience that love yourself, then we want to give you an opportunity to do that tonight. So with your head bowed and your eyes closed, just between you and God, if you're ready to receive that love of Jesus for the very first time, to be adopted into his family, to get off of that hamster wheel of performance, would you be so bold as to raise your hand right now? Anyone else? Well, if you raised your hand, if you're in this room or you're watching online, I just ask you to pray with me these simple words. Jesus, I receive your love. Jesus, I receive your gift to me. Come in and forgive my sins. I give you the broken pieces of my life and I ask you to make something beautiful with them. I want to follow you and do life your way. I want to receive your gift this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have some prayer partners up here at the front. Uh, the band is going to lead us in a, a short song. And if you'd like to pray with someone or receive that love for the first time, we're going to invite you to come forward. If you would, stand. And then once we're done singing that song, I'll come back out and we'll close the evening out. Again, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, we hope to be back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. Let you know on Facebook if we're going to be here. Um, hope to see you again in the new year. And if Cornerstone is not your church home and you don't have a good church home, we'd love to be that. If not, we're glad you could be with us here tonight. And we pray that you continue to serve God in your church uh, in the year to come. So, Jamie, why don't you lead us? Thank you for listening to the audio from Cornerstone Church in Prescott, Arizona. For more information visit us online at www.prescottcornerstone.com.